All right, what's brunch audience? I have a special offer for you, and it comes from your friends at the L.A. Grizzlies, the official football team of the L.A. Sheriff's Department. It is an opportunity drawing, a you-pick-it ticket. You pick the game you want to go to, any regular season game anywhere in the continental U.S. for any pro, college, team, or sporting event. You win the prize, you get to pick it. Want to go to Yankees, Red Sox? Want to see the Packers at Lambeau Field? Ever want to go to the Iron Bowl or the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? Heck, the Bruins play LSU in a year or two. Pick that game. You can hang out with what's run. If you win the drawing, you get two tickets for any regular season sporting event in the continental United States, plus airfare for two, plus three nights at a local hotel for you to enjoy your experience of going to that game. And all you got to do is buy your ticket at lagrizzlies.org. There's a link right there on the homepage. So support your Grizzlies this season as we head into the 2023 spring football season for the National Public Safety Football League and get yourself a sweet, awesome sports experience. Tickets are just 20 bucks a piece, and you can buy them at lagrizzlies.org. Thank you very much, and go Bruins and go Grizzlies. This is Maurice Jones-Drew, and you're listening to the What's Bruins Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah. Hello, and welcome to West Coast Bias. I am your host, Jake Merrifield. I'm joined, once again, by my good friend, at Jamal Artist. No, at Champs Papa 1015. It's Jamal Artist, everybody. He did a solo show last week where he raided all the owners in California. No, in L.A., and uh, he did a good job. Yeah. So. <laughs> Turns out the owners keep giving us uh, news uh, to uh, rake them on. So that's right. We'll have to jump on the. Uh, I might have to revise a few things, but. I guess. Yeah. It's going to be in my news and notes tonight. But this is uh, West Coast Bias. Uh, we're talking LA sports here uh, on the What's Brewing Show Network. A bunch of great shows on one great feed. Thank you very much for your support. You have some to say. Call us at 805 399 4WBS. Second Rain of Troy. And uh, you can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash What's Bruin Show or just What's Bruin Show.com. And you can also see the substack for just West Coast Bias. That is WB West Coast Bias at, no, uh, dot substack.com, I believe. Uh, but uh, Jamal, so nice to see you again. Good nice job doing that again. solo show. I'm glad I'm not paying you by the word because you've got a lot of words in there. But uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, actually, uh, so I had so much work last week. I had. To have one night off and only had one night off it just happened to be podcast night so i'm happy to be here again as i'm gonna have a few nights off this week yeah very good so um yeah uh, now let's just what do you want to go with you want to go with the big laker news that you were so excited about no we'll, we'll start with the news and the notes there's always a little bit okay. of tidbits that we can talk about so you know i, I rated the owners last week one of the owners was obviously Art, artie moreno no longer selling no longer selling pulled the rug out on some people, there's speculation. Um, well, on some people, pulled the rug out on poor Angels fans who really want him to sell. Um, there's some speculation that he didn't get his asking price, and so he's just decided to pull back from the process completely. Um, I had speculated that um, uh, majority owner of the Warriors, Joe Lakeup, was the one who was really interested in getting into the Major League Baseball thing. Yeah, but I don't know if. If uh, if if Moreno's asking price um, was met, and so Artie just said, "I'm going to take my ball and 
and and uh, go home, and I'm keeping the team. So a lot of Angels fans, including friend of the show, Michael Hanna. It's been a solid 28 hours or so of uh, feeling myself. Poor Hanna was not too happy about the news that uh, his beloved Angels would remain in the hands of Artie Moreno. That's and, a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. So we'll we'll see what this means in terms of the team for the future. You know, Shoei Otani is going to be a big-time free agent next year. A lot of people think he's not going to stick with the with the Angels, and you know, there's always the you know waning down of Mike Trout, and uh, uh, Artie Marino has tried to buy a, a, a land to put a put a put a new stadium on. Has had fights with the Anaheim City Council over the Anaheim Stadium, starting to move to Long Beach. It's it's been a tumultuous last few years here for the Angels. So we'll see what this means if he really is holding on or he's just waiting to get a bigger bid. Um, moving on to more news, uh, I mentioned last week that the USA soccer is going to be playing uh, here in Southern California. Um, one game is tomorrow, Wednesday, at no longer Bank of California Stadium. It's actually BMO Stadium. You can still call it the Bank because BMO stands for Bank of Montreal, but it's a complete BM Stadium <laughs> or the BM Stadium, depending on wow. on who shows up. Um, so that was uh, some news that was released last week by LAFC. They had actually broken off their agreement with Bank of California Stadium, Bank of California, in terms of the naming rights back in 2020. But of course, that being the COVID year, um, nobody could figure out how to um, get a new partner quite um, as quickly as they wanted to. So that's why it took until now. Um, so no longer Bank of California Stadium. I doubt anybody recognizes that it's Bank of Montreal, but you can still call it the Bank. And of course, um, starting in February, I will be covering LAFC once again, and you can find me at the BMO. There you go. Um, and the soccer game I mentioned, I will be there tomorrow with my son Evan. Uh, you were talking about uh, last week. You yeah. talking about the owner and like the trouble, the hot water that the Galaxy. Oh yeah, uh, ownership has gotten themselves into. Like, they there was some financial shenanigans by their team president Chris Klang, who's a uh-huh. former player. He's been in charge of the team. Um, for quite a few years now, actually going on almost 10. Um, and because the team has basically been under 500 since their last MLS Cup, um, and people are just tired of of basically the LA Galaxy having to take a back seat um, on the field and in the press now by LAFC and things like that, that their official supporters group uh, is basically said they're walking out on the team as long as he's still president because wow. they, because even though he's suspended for so it's the, not just because of the shenanigans it's in addition to every right. all the other stuff going on right they're basically chris klein out they thought that was going to happen because he got suspended um for the season and then it turns out the galaxy just turned right around and renewed his contract which doesn't make any sense to me i mean like i said under 500 club for the last almost 10 years um suspended because of this this isn't the second this is like the second time they've been hit with um some fine or suspension due to uh uh due to some not misdeeds but just uh uh inappropriate way of conducting front office business basically um and so it's all been under his watch i mean they're on their like fifth coach um since 2014 and you know there's all sorts of things going on with the team that has upset their official supporters yeah okay well yeah. Interesting. So tomorrow, yeah, catch me at BMO Field watching Team USA play Serbia in a friendly, international friendly, and I'll be there Fun. with my son. Yeah, The big news, Jake, um, that came on just before we uh, 
before I came over here was the announcement that uh, longtime local sports uh, news journalist and captain. Oh, yeah, Fred Rogan. Fred Rogan is retiring. Uh, 42 years. Like tomorrow, though. Yeah. Or like two days from now. Yeah, on from like, NBC. Bam. Yeah, from NBCLA. 42 years in the captain's chair. Um, covering um, sports for L.A. and Fred will show it to you. Yeah, Fred will show it to you. There was a Fritz and Fred. Rogan's Heroes. Fred, Fritz and Fred commercials. Yeah. Remember that? Um, him uh, with Fritz the Weatherman. It, it's kind of funny. It's one of those things that as you get older, if you want to think about nostalgia, yeah, local sports uh, anchorman um, going the way of the Dodo, it feels like. I mean, there's still people who cover sports locally, but it's not the same. It's, you know, Fred Rogan had his own commercials and i mean they've cut out so many um what do you call it uh, not opportunities but they've cut so many his name is just tied with the sports department at nbc he's had a myriad of shows locally and of course he's had all the big events covering um it for nbc so happy retirement to fred rogan you, you know you can still listen to him on um, 570 klac on his where would you rank him as far as like the the guys that have been around while we've been active sports right. fans for Channel Two, of course, it's the legendary Jim Hill. Right. Uh, for Channel Four, it's the legendary Fred Rogan. Right. And then for well, Channel Seven, did they even like, have a guy? Well, it's been like Rob, Rob Fukuzaki. Fuk- Fukuzaki. But he's much. He's come along. Was he on much Channel later. Seven? Yeah, he's been he's been Channel Seven for like he's going on like twenty five years. Yeah, I'm eliminating him from contention. But he's more of like a two thousands and on kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like um, who was. I who think was, Stu Nahan was the uh, who's famous for the people Godfather's who love rock. Murderous for this, but Stu Nahan I was Stu a, was on like KTLA. I thought he was on ABC. Mm. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like we're naming names, and I'm thinking of the guy who was kind of like he was kind of like Fred, only a little more like uh, you know back easty. And he, gosh darn it, I can't think of his name. Well, I know Kurt Sandoval's also been uh, on yeah, ABC a lot too, but he's he's still more of a reporter, not the main anchor. Because I mean, if you think about it, Jim Hill. Fred Rogan and Rob Fukuzaki all have like afternoon Saturday Sunday shows covering sports, especially after big games like the Lakers and and uh, um, or a big postseason game like Dodgers Rams, uh, you know whatever. Um, those are the three guys for the last at least twenty five years that have been on TV for uh, for uh, for LA local sports coverage. <sighs> Yeah. And okay. Well, out of those three, who wins your uh, death match? Well, it's obviously Jim Hill is the obviously. Yeah, because he he still gets the number one question uh, at every press conference, right? If he's in attendance, he's the number one. But certainly, Fred is. You know, I think I think Fook, right? f- yeah, Fred is number exactly. two. Yeah, I mean, like I said, forty two years. Uh, they've carved out. You know, f- uh, Fred Rogan's had a show on NBC uh, either late night or. Um, or during the the afternoons on the weekends, which uh, uh, one of the friends of this podcast, um, Nick Hamilton, will go on uh, occasionally to cover. All right, sports. Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but it's just amazing. It's like one of those things, um, just like the local newscaster because of cable and things like that and ESPN proliferating. You're just not going to have guys like that anymore that are just visible people. Um, I wanted Fred do you, that you know of. Did Fred ever make it like national, like a you know, like a George Michael sports machine or anything? No, he's. A, I think Rogan's Heroes might have been syndicated. That's what I'm saying. National. I'm wondering if that was. Yeah, I don't know how far it went, but I'm yeah. pretty sure you could see it in places like Vegas and and uh, Arizona and things like that. One of my <clears throat> um, best memories of Fred Rogan was in the late '80s, early '90s. This um, is Mike Regalado, co-host of the What's Brunch. Hi, y'all. I just wanted to jump <laughs> in because uh, yeah, no, he's been one of my favorites in L.A. Um, do you remember? Uh, 
for, oh god i forget the name of it uh it was always a new year's show that he did fred rogan's uh oh god it wasn't rogan's heroes it's not rogan's heroes it's not rogan's heroes it was he specifically did it for new year's recapping mm-hmm. the best in sports uh, as well as just wacky stuff um it was like Fred Rogan's end of the year bash or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. And that was that was the first time I realized. You're not thinking that, of Dick Clark, are you? No, no, no. That's no, a whole different. No, no, guy. no, 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 no. Uh, I just remember that was the first time comedy was a part of like news, and obviously sports is a little bit separate from you know oh tragedy struck you know For sure. downtown L.A. But to have a guy come out there and put put himself uh, out there because there, there was be irreverent, yeah. And just connect with the people on on a, on a more comedic uh, level rather than just here's today's sports. Right. Uh, yeah. No, that's just one of my favorites, and you know that that actually ended uh, you know quite a long time ago. But the fact that he was still uh, relevant in Los Angeles for what would you say forty forty two years, years. forty two years that's that's insane. Yeah. So so yeah. Uh, NBC's also giving him credit him. for you know we already talk about Rogan's Heroes, uh, but they're also giving him some credit for uh, Hall of Shame as well. Oh yeah, there you go. That, I do remember that. Um, yeah, and that's what Mike was alluding to. He's just he brought in a reverence to sports. It wasn't just a, a straight uh, Rogan's Heroes wasn't just a straight sports uh, show with highlights and things like that. He actually inserted himself and brought in the comedic aspect. And yeah, so it, it's. I wish I could think of the guys that I'm thinking. I don't know, uh, Godfather. If you have anything to say on this matter, uh, you can call into the show next week and we could talk local sports broadcasters. Uh, but um, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's amazing. You're just not going to, I mean, there's always going to be somebody covering local sports, but it's not going to be the same in terms of, you know. I agree. It's kind of like the Vince Coley thing, the Chick Hearn thing. You know, it's like, it's just a different time. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, what else? Um, That's all for the news and notes so far. Um, You know, pay attention to uh, my Twitter, of course, because there's always something going on, and I allude to it, um, whether it's Dodger News or LAFC News or any sort of news um, relevant to the LA sports scene for West Coast Bias. All right, well, Lakers made a trade, Jamal. Did they? They, they did. I think they listened to the show because we've been harping on them to make a trade. For I think everybody's been harping on them to make a trade or do something. <laughs> yes. But uh, the Lakers send three second-rounders and uh, one Kendrick Nunn right. uh, for for uh, the first Japanese Laker. Yes. Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. And uh, he's now a Laker. Yeah. And he was the ninth pick in the draft a few years ago. 2019. Yeah. And um, he's been a up and down sort of player for the Washington Wizard- Wizards, who are an up and down team. Right. So that makes sense. Yes. I mean, you know, uh, who knows? What do you think about Rui Hachimura? Uh, I'm, well, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. He's 6'8. He's 6'8, 250 Taller pounds. Taller than the guy they sent out? Yeah. 250 pounds. He, they give him that wing, physical wing player that they've been uh, really needing this year. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned, he's six eight, so it's more size. It's size. What am I saying? More size. It's people actually, say it's you know, actual size like from a, the team. Yeah, people say he plays more like a power forward right. from the old day, olden times. But, but you know, whatever. Still, big yeah, tall that, guy. That's what they need. Um, you know, I know people are like, well, he's a, he's a failed top ten pick, and he's not really a failed top ten pick. He's just, not yet. <laughs> not yet. But he is his. I think his role was just diminished because uh, he plays the same position as Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kuzma has gone up in the Wizards right. uh, in, in terms of how many touches he needs and uh, and what they need for him to do. So can we say this is a trade that eventually turned into Kyle Kuzma for <laughs> Rui Hachimura? Yeah, exactly. It's, it sounds, there we go. You know, a lot of people wanted Kyle Kuzma. You be the judge. Yeah, exactly. It's good. And, you know, you look at his numbers. Uh, as a starter, he's scoring double digits. He's averaging 12 points this year. Dropped 30 the other day. Yeah. Um, he's only, I think he's only got like four rebounds a game, but that's fine. Um, yeah. But, 
that's four more than the the Lakers aren't getting these days. And um, the big thing for him is he's pretty good at hitting the big uh, three-point shot. Last year, he was, I believe, 41% from three-point land. uh, That was second most for somebody with over 100 shot, uh, 100 uh, three-point attempts in the season. And um, this year, he's hitting, uh, I believe, over 40% um, from three, which, you know, the the Lakers need shooting. They need that 3-and-D wing guy um, that can shoot, and that's what they're getting out of him. And if you you consider— They hope. And if you consider um, a healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, um, and you put him on the front line um, with those two guys, that's that's a pretty good recipe when it comes to size. Uh, and um, now they have some shooting ability, too. And theoretically, you know, if, you know, you, you have the Lakers who have been a pretty good defensive team, even with all their limitations this year. Right. And they certainly have been a team that's played with a whole hell of a lot of effort. Presumably that's coming a lot from the coaching staff. Uh, which you could say that's a deficiency over there in Washington. Right. You know, there's there's a chance that you could be buying this guy fairly low, and then you know, uh, having having him kind of blossom a little bit, hopefully with the Lakers. Uh, so we'll see about that. Now, what do you think about? You know, obviously they make this trade. Do you think they're going to keep him beyond this year? Well, the, the speculation is they do want to re- resign him. He's going to be a restricted free agent, and they want to um, resign him early so that uh, they don't have to go into free agency, and that would be great. I mean, like I mentioned, it's just size. It's a wing player. He's relatively young. I think he's only 26. Um, you know, we've been begging for that on this. You know, as a lot of the moves that they've made recently with the Lakers are um, older veteran-type players. So you got a guy who... Yeah, he could be part of their plans uh, for the future. I mean, four years in the NBA already. Um, it, it's all up and up. As long as he produces, that's my one caveat. Everybody's talking about how good he hits from three-point line. And for Lakers fans, it's quite obvious. You know, one of the reasons were, a lot of Lakers fans were happy with this because Kendrick Nunn is going the other way. Huh. Uh, you know, and it comes back to the whole, like, he was hurt all last year. He was supposed to come in, help them with shooting. Be good. Yeah, he was hurt all last year. It was always, he did nothing. Yeah. And then um, this year he's finally healthy, and, and he hasn't lived up to the expectations. And it feels like whenever we've been told that we've got this guy who's going to help us with shooting, it hasn't always materi- hasn't materialized. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's uh, Kendrick Nunn, um, uh, what's his name? Der- uh, Green. The- was it Derek Green? Danny? Danny Green from, uh, you know, from the championship year. Although he did provide some veteran grit and whatnot. He did uh, defensively. I like but I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the shooting, though. Yeah, you know, he right? was seemingly in a slump for right. a while for yeah. most of his late career. Right, exactly. Guys like that, um, you know, the Kent Bazemore's the – the like who for some reason when they're on other teams oh my god who was the one guy muscala that they traded for that was terrible yeah well they traded friggin uh <laughs> zubats zubats for him. right exactly because so he's terrible. supposed to be he's a seven footer who, yeah yeah who can hit uh from three and he didn't hit a lick Just that alone the laker <laughs> front office gets an f yeah exactly oh god so you know it's all those these players that we've been told they're gonna help with shooting and they don't so um, I expect that you know, young guy. He's got a motor. Um, he's going to help them right away. He can start right away if they wanted, or bring him off the bench. That's how he's good enough for either either um, either spot. Um, I have a feeling they're going to start him though, um, just to give him a little bit more size on the fr- on the front line. Um, but for him not to be able to, um, if he's not hitting threes, then it's just going to be more of the same. That's the thing. So that that's my one skepticism. Um, my one hope that doesn't come to fruition is that this guy can please continue to be as productive as he's been with the Wizards from three-point land. 
Well, and you know, and like I said, at the very least, you're exchanging a short guy for a tall guy, right? Uh, and you know, it gives you more versatility as far as what your roster goes. Right. Now, the other thing is, is that they're talking. You know, I've been hearing all sorts of things about. Well, does this mean the Lakers are going to look to do more? And you know, they were going to sign some guy, buddy in the off season with all this money they have, but now maybe they'll just do their free agent stuff like right now. They you should, know, and, and uh, you know, looking for you know maybe going after the Bogdanovich or maybe going after. Uh, somebody, you know, uh, I think I like a Van Fleet or something like that. Yeah, which would be pretty Van- interesting. Which may or may not involve a Russell Westbrook uh, leaving. Which you know, there's all sorts of things going. Or Brunson, on. Brunson, the Spurs for- being involved in something. Yeah, Brunson, um, Cam Reddish, those are guys that can still get. Well, the funny thing is with Westbrook, it's it's a sort of thing. Is a team willing to uh, take him on in order to be able to free up salary um, cap space in the off season? But it's looking like just like this. Um, Hushimura trade that because they have so many second round picks, uh, there's something there where they don't even have to give up um, those coveted first round picks that everybody's always talking about, where they can put together some package and yeah, maybe get get somebody like a Cam Reddish or a, a Brunson from the Knicks or uh, or maybe a Bogdanovich, um, where they don't have to give up both first round picks. Maybe it's a first and a second and uh, Westbrook, some situation. I can't see the Pistons really wanting to keep Bogdanovich since they're, you know, perpetually rebuilding and it doesn't look like he wants to be part of a rebuilding process. But I don't know, you know, I, uh, please, my fear is that somebody else will step in and get him and, and you're losing out on a veteran who can really shoot. If you're talking about we need a guy who can shoot, that's a guy who can shoot. Um, so we'll see. I mean, but I, yes, they they have room where they can do some other things. I would love it if they did something else, but I would also love it if they did it whilst holding on to Westbrook. Um, but if they did get rid of Westbrook, there's also the scenario which they get rid of Westbrook and then he gets bought out by whatever team he goes to. And all of a sudden now you end up, you know, uh, the Clippers pick him up or somebody else picks up. Or, right. I, I wonder if there's even a scenario out there. This is wild and crazy, wild, wacky stuff. But can you sign a player that got bought out that you had just traded? Is that a possibility? No, I think you have, there's like a six-month moratorium or something. I wonder about like that, that yeah. yeah. So that's, a, that's the kind of one of the reasons why I don't want him to get rid of Westbrook because I don't want to see him, like, showing up the Clippers and, you know, and just... It's, going uh, off. And doing good. Yeah. You know? I, I don't want to say that. If he's going to do good, I want him to do good with the Lakers. Or, yeah. You know, if they trade him to, you know, uh, if, he ne- if he doesn't resurface somewhere, then fine, you know. Right. But uh, <laughs> I... I, I I liked how Russ has played this year. I mean, he's the number one. I mean, and I would love it if the Laker fans would have less of a reason to uh, pan him and, and give him shit. If you know, going off of this season, you know, if they can do something you know reasonably okay out of the season, then you know it could be a nice end of a story. Right. Well, and he's he's been one of the better six man in right? t- terms of production. I mean, he leads the league in bench scoring. So, and he's been other than LeBron, he's been the best, most consistent Laker right. uh, throughout the whole season. Right. You know, after scuttling the first ten games, right. you know, since he's been in the bench role, he's been great. Yeah. All right. Still so, mistakes, but uh, last thing with the Lakers before we move on to something else, they have a kind of a must win, but it's not really a must win because none of these are must wins. But gee whiz, it sure be great if they could beat the goddamn Clippers tonight for once. But they don't have the reinforcement, Rui Hachimura. Nope. They don't have AD back. Nope. And I don't know. Did you see if uh, the stupid Paul George or the stupid oh, I'm sure they're completely uh, Kawhi healthy. Leonard are playing today? I'm sure they're completely healthy. They, 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 they've missed so many games suck. this season, but then when it comes to the Lakers, they're immediately out there. So. I hope they have food poisoning, explosive <laughs> diarrhea before the game. Right. And then feel right better after it. Yes. I don't, oh, want any, I don't want any permanent harm. By the way, Jake, are you on Team Shannon Sharp? 
Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Why not? Those little <laughs> NBA guys step into a freaking Hall of Famer. hilarious. Get the heck out of here. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Friday night's game against the Grizzlies where the Grizzlies try to fight um, Lakers superfan Shannon Sharp. Um, you know, he's on LeBron the, superfan. Yeah, LeBron superfan, I should say. He's on the Skip and Shannon show uh, on uh, FS1. Um, and uh, and it was hilarious. I mean, literally right before halftime, there was a a, a, a little scuffle between him and John Morant. John Morant's dad, T. Morant, it's who, crazy. Who looks like Usher? I don't. I don't yeah. know. He, he needs to monetize that. It was pretty funny. Uh, although Uncle Shay Shay, as um, he likes to be called, um, he uh, he did apologize yesterday. Said he, he he let the moment get to him. Blah blah blah. And I, the whole time I was like, no, don't apologize. I mean. Freaking uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, you know, former University of Oregon player, now with the Grizzlies, said that, uh, you know, he was some blogger or something like that. And I was just like, are you really, are you kidding me, Dylan Brooks? This is dumb. Yeah, this is the dumbest thing. <laughs> it's like, I wish the writers who were interviewing him in the locker room afterwards were like, are you kidding me, kid? You're, you're out of your mind, right? It's Shannon Sharp. Uh, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, bigger than, you know, a, house, a shit brick house, as they used to say. Um, but yeah, that was just funny. I thought I had to bring that up because it was, I've never seen anything like that where like, <laughs> you got yeah, I was totally wacky. a front row celebrity going after an entire team and not being afraid to, but anyway. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, like I said, oh yeah. The only person on the Clipper injury report tonight is Luke Kennard. Of course. So that's just great. Yeah. John Wall is going to miraculously appear too. He's been hurt for like two weeks and he's perfectly healthy for tonight. So I'm not expecting a win, no. but it sure would be great if they did. They're not gonna uh, meanwhile, they're only, you know, there's still only a game in the loss column uh out of the the 6th spot I want to say, yeah. which is crazy, but I yeah. mean, they need to win these games against people that they're up against these right. the, each other in the standings. Yes. Um and uh so that would include the Clips, uh you know, the Jazz, the Suns, the Timberwolves, the Warriors, uh OKC even, gee, was right. whiz. Yeah. Uh that that Blazer game was amazing near miraculous but yeah. it was awesome i'll take it yeah and and then know. uh and then and the game against the grizzlies so yeah. those are two that two was losses. miraculous that was miraculous those are two wins that could have been losses after they had two losses that should have been wins right so i guess it's all it's all kind of like evening out and they're like right. a solid they're like 11 11 without ad right now right and like i said <sighs> well this is a playing team the way it's constructive to make more moves like the hushimara trade and they work out, then they could be a six seed. Well, and if they just start ten and two, uh, two and ten, they'd be more than a play. They'd be a solid playoff team, right? You know, so it's just like, gosh, just get out of that hole, right? Uh, g- gosh, can the Lakers get above five hundred? We'll see. Anytime soon, they're only three games down. We'll yeah. see. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to something else then. Well, I guess we'll move on to something else now. I mean, just you know, behind the curtain, we paused for a couple hours while I did the What's Burn show and What's Burn After Dark. And the Lakers are about to lose. You know, they're down with two minutes left, 127-110. To the stupid, hateable, godless, sandbagging. Nobody likes them in L.A. except for, like, the 14 Clipper fans. Like, they're just, they're just dumb. And Bomber's dumb. And he needs to, like, move. Like, Well, they are moving to England. At, at the, what, <laughs> the problem is, is, like, what's the Lakers' record against the freaking Bomber well, this Freaking is, Clippers. Well, this is 10 in a it's row. It's not good. This is 10 losses in a row. Let's start there. Ten in a row? Yes. They haven't beaten them since they beat them in the bubble. I believe it was their last regular regular season game before the bubble postseason started. So, yeah, it's 10 in a row. Um, and I'm pretty sure Bomber is way above 500. I think the Lakers have won with LeBron. I think they've beaten the Clippers like twice. And that was both in like the 2020 so season. Yeah. So... Yeah, it is what it is. Um, the Clippers always get up for the games. 
uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were not healthy for like weeks, and of course they've miraculously now, mysteriously. they've recovered <laughs> enough to beat the shit out of the Lakers. And um, surprise, surprise, uh, Westbrook um, terrible game from start to finish, um, and very inconsistent. And I can hardly wait to he's on my team anymore. There's I don't that. agree with that last sentiment, but otherwise. Just look at his closeout facts games. Facts. Look at his closeout games, and you'll see. I mean, the whole team sucks when it comes to closing out, and he's kind of a big contributor to that. Just, just saying. Just oh well. What else you want to talk about, Jamal? We already did twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, well, there was the we have NFL. I talked baseball. Well, I talked about the um, uh, the Miguel Rojas trade uh, for the uh, for the Dodgers. I just want you had asked me, is it yeah. a big deal? Well, it's kind of funny. Kind of pretty much. I think there's two things to look at it. If he's healthy, Miguel Rojas is pretty much going to be a starter um, uh, at the shortstop position. Um, you know, obviously they, uh, Seager gone, um, your guy Trey Turner gone. So that's looks like they're going that way. And it, no more Gavin Lux. I think that's short. Yeah, I think that that I think we can honestly say that that experiment never even got going, and it's probably already over. Not to say that he won't play some games there, but it'll definitely be a platoon thing. He's not going to be the number one guy there. More than likely, he'll be the number one guy at um, at uh, at second base. Um, and Chris Taylor, you'll probably see Chris Taylor uh, playing some shortstop too, um, occasionally, um, especially when Trace Thompson is in there in left field. So. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we're going with. We're actually, geez, I don't know. Trace Thompson might be the starting center fielder. That's how. That's how little depth they have in the outfield now with Bellinger gone and things like that. So, how'd you feel about that? About Bellinger being gone? No, about uh, Trace Thompson in center field. Oh, Trace Thompson in center field is adequate. I mean, he's he's adequate. He can he can play the position. Um, it's just a matter of will his bat be a little bit more consistent this year, despite all the big hits last year. When does spring training start? Spring training will probably start uh, at the end of February. Of course, it's always catchers and report uh, catchers and reporters, pitchers and catchers that come in first. Um, that's in February always, and then at the end of February is when they start spring training. Because this year the season starts at the end of March, like uh, unlike last year because of the whole strike. But this year the first game is like mm-hmm. March 26th, I think. So yeah, it's early start. I'm looking at single game tickets for oh February 26th is the first game for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Dodgers scheduled Dodgers versus the Cubs. Spring training. 26th, 28th, March 2nd, yeah. March 5th. Those are all spring gaining, spring training games. It's expensive, dude. Have you ever gone to spring training? I have. I've gone a couple of times. My buddy, who actually I'm going to see. By the way, if California has one good um, basketball team at the moment, it's the Sacramento Kings. Even though we beat them, mm-hmm. um, they did come back and beat us the other game. I'm actually going to go see um, my uh, my buddy up in Sacramento. He has season tickets. Um, he was at that Lakers uh, Kings game, um, second row, I believe. Um, wow! Yeah, saw LeBron go off in that game. Um, going to go see um, Luka Doncic because he's pl- they're playing back to back games against Sacramento in Sacramento, the Dallas Mavs. So I'm going up there Super Bowl weekend to go see the Kings play uh, Luka Doncic. And then uh, see the Super Bowl with my buddy. Um, we've gone to spring training a couple times. He took. Say, so what does that have to do with spring training, Jamal? We're talking about spring training. He was the best man at my wedding. He took me oh. for my bachelor Thanks for the invite, weekend. Well, I didn't know you existed. You didn't know I existed. <laughs> we might have passed each other a few times. I was in Catalina. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, uh, so we went for spring training my uh, for my bachelor weekend, whatever you want to call it, and we've done it. A couple of times now. I think that was the first time we did it. We've done it three times, actually. The last time we did it was uh, spring training 2020. So it was the last thing I believe I we went. 
they were already talking about COVID. There was nobody on my plane uh, going to Phoenix. And then when we were there, it was all kind of casual. Nobody cared. I mean, there was thousands of people at the spring training um, facility in Glendale, Arizona for the Dodgers. And then uh, when we came back, um, you know, the Lakers beat the Clippers that Sunday, came back, covered a LAFC game, and then the world shut down after that. Rudy Gobert touched some microphones. Waza. And they were like, nobody go anywhere. The, the whole world shut down after that. So that was the last spring training I got to go to course in 2021 i don't think they had spring training uh they did but they didn't have like it wasn't open to the public that kind of situation it's pretty crazy like spring training tickets start at 40 bucks yeah it's for spring fucking training it is expensive like how much can does it cost to get into a dodger game? what's a get-in price for just some rando dodger game for a rando dodger game 40 bucks <laughs> no it's less than that no it's not man what really yeah it's expensive it's expensive even the bleachers are now like Thirty-seven dollars for less like a regular season Dodger game for a regular season Dodger game, and it All depends. Right. If they're playing the Giants, you're paying. I guess I was wrong. Yeah, it's hundreds of dollars. Spring training, yeah. No, not spring training. Just like going to a Dodger Stadium. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's forty bucks for spring training. That seems a lot for a I'm preseason not, game. I'm not surprised. That's what now I'm the, saying. the stadium is much smaller. It's much smaller, and it's hugely in demand. I mean, like I said, the two times I've I've been to the Glendale Complex, um, I mean, it's always packed. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Wow, I think it only seats eight thousand, and pretty sure it's always sold out it's it's amazing how many people are out there for spring training i'm supposed to take my daughters for spring training at some point it's a fun experience it's fun and then it's kind of nice like like i'm not used to i don't really go to phoenix a lot because my family's in tucson Mm -hmm. so it's kind of nice to just explore and go to different you know scott uh scottsdale's like right down the street so it's uh, we've there was this great steak place that we went to um that was in scottsdale um one of the nights it's great it's fun yeah. yeah, I, do, I, I mean, recommend. you know, guilty pleasure. I do kind of like the Phoenix area. Yeah. Unlike Tucson, which I know you're not going to speak ill of Tucson. No. I've only had negative experiences in Tucson. <laughs> well, That's you're why always it's watching the home of the dirt rats. <laughs> UCLA. Dirt cats. Yeah, exactly. It's not, not good. <coughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I get that. I did have some nice times in, in, in Phoenix. So. Uh, all right, well, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we can wrap this one up. Uh, there's not much else going on in sports. The LA Kings did win tonight. They're bunched up with a bunch of other teams in the Pacific Division trying to stay in, relevant in the in the uh in the postseason. Um oh that weekend the only thing that I'm bummed about going up to Sacramento that weekend is I'm missing missing Dustin Brown night. Mm. February eleventh the Kings are gonna unveil his statue and retires number number twenty three. Well, Dustin fun. Brown, former captain. You, where's the, the statue Kings. gonna be? It's well right there in that statue area. I don't I'm not really sure. In the garden. Yeah. Um they they probably have I mean, Gretzky and Luke Robitaille are the only King statues that are in that area. So that'll probably be probably close to it, I'm sure. But I don't know. Oscar De La Hoya is right there. Jerry West is so right there. So how does uh, Dustin Brown add up to uh, or measure up to the likes of Gretzky and Chick and Magic and all that oh. stuff? Like, what's his resume for being a statue guy? Oh, he's the first captain of the LA Kings to hold, hold the Stanley Cup. Okay. You know, he did That's that. pretty good. And he did it twice. He's the all-time Kings uh, leader in um, games played. Um, you know, he's he's been the face of he's been one of the faces of the franchise. I guess what you would call their platinum era versus their golden age era of the last uh, you know since he got drafted in two thousand three. So when did the stupid sandbagging Clippers leave Staples Center? Uh, I think they got two more years. Two so we just need to make sure they don't win a title right in the next two this, more years. This year and next and year. And then we can be sure that we don't have to look at some stupid statue. Like, they won't make a statue anyway because they'll be no. gone. Yeah. If they make a statue, it's going to be in Inglewood. It'll in be in Inglewood. Inglewood. 
And the only statue, and there shouldn't be a statue there either because there's, there's the, only you one. Build all the statue of all the Lakers first. Well, it's only one. It's Ralph Lawler, pretty much. Uh, who could? Who's had enough staying power to be with the Clippers that long to get a statue? I mean, I at this point, they wouldn't even give it to Chris Paul or anything. But you know, Blake Griffin. No, none of those guys stayed long enough to warrant being a legend or anything like that. No, it'd probably just be their legendary announcer, Ralph Lawler. That's about it. I mean, they don't have any retired numbers. They don't have anything. It's like you Bingo. go, you go, you go to, and I and I don't think it's because. I mean, to be honest, why would they put anything up? Who would they? Who could they? Other than their their play by play guy, just like LA's had a ton of great play by play guys, and longevity is one of the things. Who epitomizes the Clippers to have some sort of legendary status? Benoit Benjamin. Yeah, nobody exactly. <laughs> nobody. Exactly. Mark Jackson. It's know. such sour grapes, but yes. I swear to God. Well, it's the it same not hip shit to clip. every year. There, it's not hip to clap. When when Paul George and Kawhi are healthy, they play the Lakers, and then they beat the shit out of them. When they're not healthy, they play everybody else, and they don't win games. It's fucking ridiculous. It's been. It's one of the things that nobody ever talks about. But these two guys who've not done jack shit since they got to the clippers um they always get keyed up for the lakers and nobody else i mean it's amazing it's kind of funny all the talk about and pro- it has to do with the the i guess the power vacuum or whatever you want to call it with the lakers where it's just all lakers talk non-stop when it comes to the airwaves and the twitters and all that stuff but if you're talking about the trades the trades that the clippers made for to get Paul George and to basically lure Kawhi Leonard as a draft pick, it hasn't worked out. Neither one of them has been healthy enough in the postseason. We've got the infamous 3-1 blown lead. The only time they made it to the Western Conference Finals, like I said, Kawhi Leonard wasn't even part of it. Uh, you know, and it's the circum you know, the how they got there were other other teams being hurt. I mean, it's just, you know, they probably shouldn't have beaten Utah that year. That Donovan Mitchell, who's been great for Cleveland, was hurt. It, it's just funny to me that like, but nobody ever talks about it because nobody can get up enough to want to talk about how much of this, how bad this looks for the Clippers. And in fact, those two guys might not even be on the team when they move. I mean, there's a real chance Kawhi Leonard's contract is up this year. There's a real chance he could be like, this ain't working out. Yeah, whatever. Depending I'm the, how their postseason goes. Yeah, exactly. He he's always you know looking with one eye to be to be out. Um. So who knows what what the situation is going to be by the time they get the Inglewood? I mean, yeah. So I have. I'm sure they will do. They have a competent front office to figure stuff out. But yeah, this team. This I I don't understand why it never gets talked about how bad they look. And the their one piece that went away, which is SGA, he's doing great. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's doing great without him. So yeah, it'll be interesting. How things work out. I mean, the funny thing is, everybody talk. Oh, the Clippers went out. They're only twenty six and twenty four. They're one game, uh, two games above five hundred. They were one game going into this. They're a horribly yeah. underachieving team this yeah. year. Yeah, they've been horrible. Um, um, yeah. So, before we go, last NBA question. Yes. Uh, LeBron's going to break Kareem's record. Soon. Oh yeah, I think it's great. That'll be three straight rec- three straight Lakers to be all time leading scorers. Yes. You got from Wilt, Wilt Kareem, to Kareem to LeBron and now LeBron. Yes. I think it's awesome. And then of the seven guys who have been all-time leading scorers, three of them have been Lakers, and of the eight, it'll be four of them. So, I mean, that just shows the amazing legacy of the Lakers, number yeah, one. 75 years. Pat Riley just came out and said the Kareem's the GOAT. You uh, know. That's, that tends to be my uh, 
my assumption. Certainly, you can make that argument. I hate the you know who's the best, blah 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 blah. But I mean, anybody who is like demeaning uh, Kareem's accomplishments, you know, because he was old or whatever, they didn't see him play or whatever, is full of crap. But then I would also say that anybody that's demeaning LeBron's accomplishments now that he is this advanced and he's still playing this well and and all the things he has done. Like you're full of crap too. Like you're not going to win that argument uh, no. as we get through. You know, as as posterity kind of sets in. This is one of the greatest players of all time. He just hit ten three pointers tonight. Inarguable. He's the at like now he scored forty against every NBA team. Yeah, at thirty eight years old. Yeah, at thirty eight. This is one of the all time greats. Yes. I'm sorry, Jamal. Yes. He's better than Kobe. Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's undeniable. Yes, I think so. You know, he's he's better than Magic. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I think so. You know, uh, the argument is: is it Bill Russell? Is it Kareem? Is it Jordan? Jordan. Is it LeBron? Yes. Like those? That's the era we're talking about. That. Yep. It's those guys. Yes. And two of those guys are Lakers, and I'm happy to say it. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I I, am, uh, well, I'm, I agree with you. I I'm happy LeBron came to L.A. So am I. And like I said, I uh, I just like that he's playing basketball for the Lakers. Yes. All the other stuff. I could give a crap about, right. but I'm, I'm glad that he plays for Lakers, yes, and it's fun to watch him. I agree with you completely. All right. It's late. Yes. Want to end the show? Let's go. We're the West Coast, the best coast. We are West Coast Bias. Dude, bro, we play some ball on the West Coast. West Coast Bias.